You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness and physiology right now. This is Dr. Fab Mancini, and I'm so excited that you have chosen to be with us at this moment uh, because I, I couldn't hardly sleep last night waiting for this particular interview uh, because, you know, we live in a time right now, as you know, that there's a lot of disruption. There's a lot of change happening around us. And the thing about life is that life is full of change, and, and change is actually a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but when it happens too quickly, Sometimes we have a difficult time trying to figure out how to navigate through it. And uh, my guest today uh, has a long-standing record of searching for answers uh, to big questions. And right now, I can tell you that all of us are questioning pretty much everything about us uh, because we've had one single incident that has disrupted us more than ever and I believe in the history of humanity. So Dr. Tony Nader, it's so great to see you. Thank you so much for joining us. Wonderful to be with you. It's a great joy and uh, I'm delighted that you have the time to be with me. You know, one of the things that uh, as I follow your career, um, I find it amazing. Uh, we have some similarities, but we both come from a world of science and we all transcended into uh, a more higher level of vibration and understanding about uh, what things are and what they mean. But uh, one of the things that I feel is that uh, in order to truly understand the message of someone, it's important to understand who they are and what was their journey like. So can you share with us a little bit about what began your journey towards wanting to help maybe the health of humanity initially uh, and, and what was that passion? Where did that come from? It comes sometimes naturally, like everyone else. I was uh, in a situation where I wanted to become a medical doctor as a vocation to help others. And I felt this is a great thing to do, to give meaning to my life. But also, I've always asked big questions in my life, like everyone else. And when we come out of uh, adolescence or in adolescence, we say, what's the meaning of everything? Where am I going? we start waking up and asking these questions and soon they disappear because you find there are no solutions or they are shrouded in mystery. So I thought maybe if I understand the human physiology more and life more, then I can understand what we can do. Uh, you know, if we don't have the big answers, maybe at least what can we do with what we have? So I studied medicine, went into psychiatry because I thought the mind is so important, then neurology, and then um, I found that it's still not giving me answers. So I went into research, hoping that uh, being a scientist and researching, I could discover these things. So I went into brain and cognitive science at MIT. I was lucky to be there. It was a wonderful experience, but again, I felt there is a lot, so much to learn and everything is so fragmented in a sense. At the same time, I was practicing transcendental meditation, which has helped me to really discover myself. And I've seen the effect of it on my mind and body and the effect of it on others and 
studied its research. So I got very interested in consciousness and the mind and their influence on the physiology. So the other way around, you know, we can change things from the chemical level or physiological level. But it seemed to me at that time, and now I'm much more convinced of it, that we can change things from the mind level. And that's why I plunged into that level to improve my life and see how I can contribute to help others. You know, um, for me, it's been a similar journey because initially I wanted to go into health primarily because I noticed that over 80% of our health conditions were preventable. Um, and most people did not want to, even though they knew sometimes that if they just change mindset and behavior, maybe they can prevent their illness, but they were not willing to do that. Now, in your journey, as you move from body, mind, and spirit journey, uh, first of all, let's start with the mind and body connection, because I think a lot of people right now are experiencing maybe some physical ailments. There's a lot of people right now worried about their health because they feel that there may be an invisible enemy out there, as they call them, a virus that may uh, unfortunately get them to the point of death. Uh, but what do you feel that, how does the mind play a critical role when it comes to our physical health? There was a time when we used to think that these two are different entities, that there is the mind, there is the body. And this really started with the Cartesian approach, uh, Descartes and but the question is, how do they talk to each other? And which one is primary? So these were big questions. And now we know that mind and body are intimately related. And what happens in the mind is reflected in the body. What happens in the body is reflected in the mind. In a sense, for every thought you have, there is some chemistry or some electricity or something that changes in your physiology. And you can approach the nervous system and the body either through the outer gross values or through the inner subtle values. But they are all the same layers of the same existence, only dealing with them either on a more profound level or on a more, more surface level. We can say the mind is like an ocean active on its surface and deeper, quieter and quieter in its depths. And the surface is the outer expressions. The most surface level, we can almost say the surface level of the mind is the body in a sense, the physical expression of the mind, rather than the mind being the physical expression of the body. And that is, that is one paradigm shift that I had to go through uh, in explaining that. But in terms of pandemic or in terms of fears and outside values, there is no question that perception uh, leads to changes. You know, you can be walking on a street, it's dark and you see something, you think it's a snake and your heart starts beating and you're afraid you may run and call the people and then there will be huge things that happen. Uh, and then uh, the people come and turn out it's just a rope on the street, but you didn't see it well. So the actual object of perception is interpreted on a mental level as being something, and that leads to huge changes in the physiology, fear, anxiety, and all the reactions that can happen there. Or, you know, in a dream, you can be in a dream. You're dreaming, and you dream of a tiger jumping on you, or the elephant running after you, or being in an accident. 
you know, if somebody who has a heart uh, weakness, they can have a heart attack and it's all an illusion. So this says that the mind has powerful effects on the body. And on the positive side, the transcendental meditation, for example, has shown that when from the mental, simple mental technique, you can improve your health, your physiology, cortisol levels, you can see the waves in the brain change. So this mind-body connection is, is very, very profound and very powerful because the mind has an effect that is more holistic than specific chemical changes that can happen. Well, you know, uh, usually uh, uh, we notice that there's more awareness today where people are beginning to connect the body and the mind. Uh, for many years, as you know, when the cards divided them, unfortunately, people felt like they were disconnected. And more and more, the neuroscience of today is showing us how it's actually very connected. And not, not just the brain and the body, but actually every cell in our body is connected through, through that energy field. Uh, but let's put it into perspective with the story. Is there a particular patient or perhaps in your own personal life as an example that maybe stands out in your mind? And I know I'm putting you in the spot, but something that you feel where we can see that relationship about perhaps that if we work through our mind, maybe we can resolve a physical challenge. Yes, I have seen many conditions and the most intimate one is my own self. I, I grew up in a situation where things were rather comfortable and you know, going to medical school and suddenly a civil war happened and uh, it was very, very scary. Uh, you know, uh, bombs were falling, the threats were all over. It is even more scary than what we see today in the pandemic because you couldn't move. I had friends that were hurt. I have family that were lost. And so I, I realized that, uh, you know, my body was the same, but all of this coming from the outside, the fear or anxiety about situations uh, led to, you know, difficulties and maybe uh, issues of digestion, of of like that ability to cope with the situation. And I practiced transcendental meditation at that time. And it helped me to go back to myself. So my reference was within, and it allowed me to be more settled as if settling in the bottom of the ocean. And then everything came back to, to normal. I was able to become you know, a doctor and to work and to concentrate better and work more and have more effective uh, relations. And also, you know, without just necessarily one anecdotal expression, there are scientific studies on millions of people, thousands have been studied that show that when you practice this mental techniques, the mind settles down. As the mind settles down, the body also settles down because we have said mind and body are intimately connected. And when the body rests, it has mechanisms within it to protect itself, to defend itself, and to heal itself. You know, if you have a cut on your hand, uh, if you rest well, clean it, and let it be there, the body heals it, and the scar comes. And stress is like that, and strain and fear, they create an impact on the nervous system, which has an effect on the hormonal system. You know, we have the a neuroendocrine axis, and now it's become the psychoneuroendocrine, which means from the nervous system to the hormonal system. 
and from the mind to the nervous system to the hormonal system, from the hormonal system to the immune system. And this is an axis that is physically studied and we know that you can improve your immunity, strengthen your physical body from the mind, from the way your mind works and how your nervous system works. And we have studied these on all these layers from the mind, how you can have better coherence in the nervous system, better coherence in the nervous system influences the hormonal system, then cortisol, the stress hormone is reduced, other factors are improved, there is balance in the physiology, and you can overcome many actual what we call physical diseases from the inner value of the mind. It's like we have a pharmacy within us with all kinds of endorphins and hormones and all of that, that you know, we can use and secrete and help our physiology. You know, it's interesting that we mentioned that because we noticed that uh, this pandemic and this difficult time that we're living has caused a tremendous amount of mental issues. And now the mental conditions, as we know them, anxiety, depression, potential suicides, and many others, skyrocketed and they expect in the next three to five years to be some of the biggest numbers we've ever seen and and we noticed through your example that through transcendental meditation is one avenue in which people can just calm and pause and be able to realize that they're not that out of control that they're not that disempowered that the mind is something that is within us and it's something that we do have control over it it just takes effort and understanding. Um, and I want to take you to a little further journey now, because as we go from body to mind, one of the things for me as a, as a healthcare provider for years, um, I've recognized that there was a spirit component also to the body. And you can break that spirit component in many ways, from universal intelligence to you know energy in itself, uh, like the Chinese call it as chi. But how do you see the combination between or the differentiation between the spirit component of us that also impacts our mind and our body? And how do you see the relationship between them in order to allow somebody to properly be at their best, function at their best? Uh, to simplify the concept of the spirit component, which is the spiritual side of our being, one can call it the aspect of consciousness, awareness, because this is something that is tangible in a way, because we know we are aware, we are conscious uh, beings. And so this consciousness is where does it come from? And how does it relate to the mind, which is the content of consciousness, or the intellect, which is the ability to differentiate and discriminate between different values? or the sense of self, I am, you know, we grow, our body changes throughout time, we, we change our looks, uh, we change our profession, we change our relations, yet there is that continuity of the self, the sense of I am. So that sense of I am, that sense of being, that sense of self is on the level of awareness, uh, self-consciousness. And then there is consciousness of other aspects of feelings, of emotions, etc. So that ultimate spiritual value is our true consciousness. And our consciousness is exposed to also situations and circumstances. For example, when we are under stress and fatigue or tiredness, 
our consciousness actually narrows down because we have been made to fight or respond to situations that come to us. So we don't see anymore the wide perspective of things, our awareness. You know, I'm using consciousness also in the terms, in the meaning of uh, awareness, not just uh, consciousness as conscience, but consciousness as awareness. So our awareness narrows down and we don't see any more broad vision. So that narrowing down of awareness puts tension on the body because it has to fight. So you get into this fight or runaway situation, fight or flight, they call it. And for fight or flight, there are specific hormones that are secreted, your eyes constrict, your muscles tense, the blood flow goes to the muscle. And it's a, it's a strain on the body during fight and flight response. That is high stressful situation that puts a demand on the physiology and can lead to physical ailments if it is sustained for a long time. So that sense of consciousness being able to relax, being able to uh, get away from the tension situation is very important so that we have a broad comprehension. So it's like we release the grip on our consciousness, which is gripped by the stress and the fatigue. And that leads to all these problems that you have talked about that we are encountering now. So if we want to go to the root of the problems, we can do it through the mind, which is the content of consciousness. So counseling, helping people to understand through the intellect, you know, thinking things, write things down, take good rest, get good diet. This is very important also. But the very root of the problem is our awareness being narrowed. And so there is a technology, there is a way to go back to the self, which is actually pure consciousness itself, the self, the experience of being, uh, you know, the, if you like, the spiritual part, the truly spiritual part of ourself and let it feel in connection with itself. So know thyself, be back to the self, be anchored in yourself, and then your vision broadens, your ability to find solutions, to see things from a better perspective rises, and then you are able to deal with the situation more and overcome your problems. You know, it's interesting because uh, I'm loving what you're saying because all I see is more clarity for myself. And even though I've been in this journey for 35 years, um, you're seeing the spirit and the consciousness as the awareness. So that I call that, and I've often said to people, when you live a spiritual life, you live in a life of possibility rather than probability. Because it's an awareness, it's what's possible out there. Now, what's interesting is that most people's reality is based on their filters of their experiences and their knowledge, right? Their belief system, et cetera. And through transcendental meditation, through techniques like that, you're able to transcend, right? Because that's what it means, transcend into a higher level of awareness, which allows you to see things from a whole different perspective. Like somebody says to you, I can't figure out the solution to my problem. Oh, by the way, have you considered this? It's like, you know, it's opening opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. And then the mind, as you mentioned, is the content. It's what allows us to differentiate, react, act, etc. 
And then the body, I'm seeing it simply as an expression of those two. Depending on your awareness, depending on your content, your body is truly just as an instrument, an expression. So if your body is experiencing something, maybe by expanding your awareness, improving on your mindset, your content, you will find maybe the possible solutions that most people are searching for. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Exactly that. Exactly that. In fact, the paradigm I work with or I present is a paradigm that says that consciousness is primary and awareness is primary. So when we say you, you transcend, it's like, you know, going beyond, going beyond the surface value, but not going outside somewhere bizarre, trying to find something away from you is actually transcend the outside and go the inside because that awareness, that broad vision is within you. And that is what the great spiritual teachers, since we are speaking of spirituality, you know, have always said, uh, even, you know, we say humans were created in the image of God. This is from the Bible or find the kingdom of heaven within you. Uh, this is in the New Testament or the Tao says you are the Tao, you are totality, you are wholeness. Uh, in Buddhism, in, in all ancient Veda and the Vedic literature, the knowledge that the self is everything, consciousness is everything. So ultimately, all the spiritual leaders lead to this inner value. So to transcend is not to run away from yourself. It's actually to go back to yourself, to know yourself and find within yourself this broad comprehension. And with transcendental meditation, this has been uh, scientifically shown as being a fourth major state of consciousness. You know, we have sleeping, dreaming, and waking that are three states of consciousness that have different physiological as well as mental uh, aspects to them. Uh, you know, in sleep, you are rested, but you're not aware. In dream, you have illusionary reality and your body can be very active. Your heartbeat can be very high. Your metabolism can increase. In waking, you have high metabolism and wakefulness, but you don't have a combination where you have deep rest, even deeper than sleep, so very deep rest, at the same time, wakefulness. <clears throat> And that is what transcendental meditation has been shown to do. And that's why scientists have called it, and it was published in research magazines and journals that are peer-reviewed and internationally known, that there is a new state of consciousness, which we can call restful alertness. Restful because you are established in yourself and awake and alert. And this gives this broad comprehension where now you can see more possibilities. So instead of consciousness narrowing down, it actually sees broader possibilities. And the possibilities are there. Life is a field of all possibilities, as you beautifully express. It's only for us to broaden our consciousness and see things from a broad perspective, and then we can choose the best that is for ourselves. Well, you know, it's interesting because now you've arrived to this point. But let's go back a little bit again towards your early journey, because you're a man of science. And then you mentioned that you were introduced to transcendental meditation. So let's talk a little bit about what was it about transcendental meditation that gave you perhaps an understanding or a knowing 
that perhaps physical science, traditional science, maybe was limiting. This is really uh, beautiful. Uh, thank you for bringing this, it, because it's a very intimate to me and uh, very powerful moments of experience. You know, in life, we have always changed. And when you grow, you see everything's changing, changing, changing. You know, even you look at the stone, the molecules or the atoms, let's say, in it, the particles, the electrons, they're moving. And there will always somewhere then changing. It looks like it's not changing, but there is nothing in the relative field of life that doesn't change, change, change. Of course, there is the sense of self, but even the sense of self that we have, you know, when we were a kid, we see something, when we grow, there is something else. And we even our sense of what our self is kind of changes our identity and all of that. And my always searching for something that doesn't change, which we, you know, call the absolute. So there is the relative field of change and there is the absolute. And the absolute has always been theoretical because where you feel, where you can find the absolute, is it God, is it something, you know, uh, power, some energy, some force or something that is always the same, that doesn't change. And when I learned transcendental meditation, the, the first thing really that struck me was a personal experience of a field of no change. So when you go in yourself and you dive deep, you find that you can be conscious of nothing. Usually you're always conscious of something. And suddenly consciousness is sitting by itself, just unbounded, unlimited, immeasurably there, blissful, peaceful, silent being. And that is really was the striking experience for me. I felt I was shaking hands with the absolute, which is a fantastic experience of pure being. And that is really the, the, the experience that led me go into this more and more and feel like if everyone can experience that this is what is in them, in fact, this is what they are, then that's the most beautiful thing, um, you know, they can have. And so the important thing is, it's not just some experience that has a nice, uh, you know, subjective value, but it creates health, it creates ability to concentrate, it creates ability to act and be dynamic and live in the outside world with greater fulfillment, greater achievement. So it is like the source of everything. You come to the bottom of your ocean and you are settled there and you are the master of the ocean. You can create the wave that you want. So this duality of inner silence and ability to have great dynamism and shaking hands with this non-changing absolute was really very central in my experience. It's, it's amazing because it seems like it was a gift. It was a gift that was given to you early on and you have, you know, learn and explore and experience this gift, uh, which I'm very curious to find out how did that as a practicing transcendental meditation individual, like many of us, how did you get to meet the Maharashi? And then from that experience, how is it that now you seem to be in the position that you are very 
very a lot of responsibility the leader of this movement of transcendental meditation around the world with millions of people that their lives have been transformed because of it how did that journey happen from moment of experiencing meeting the maharashi and then how is it that you get to be in that position and especially bestowed by him it was really uh, uh, the past that you know we kind of talked about at the beginning and then uh, the experience that led to uh, knowing from where this comes what is there more to know you know this experience that i was given this experience that i have seen helps others and helps myself on a physical outer level as well as on the inner level of spiritual true Uh, experiencing an absolute reality of pure being which i found to be myself so i wanted to understand how does this fit all together and you know from where does it come and of course i knew it was maharishi mahesh yogi who was the founder of this technique so i was really interested to meet him and uh, through friends and through connections and like that having finished my medical doctor i came to a conference in switzerland where he there was a conference on health and then somebody managed to introduce me to him and i first meeting with him was really the experience of for me of the same absolute that i experienced within now i see it in a person because he was so radiant so peaceful so present uh, that i got really uh, taken by that feeling of wholeness that he radiated and uh, gradually then we stayed in touch uh, i finished my studies at harvard and mit then he called me to to meet him as we were connected i did some research also on the technique and on different health aspects and so met him again in india and i had finished my phd from M- MIT and my neurology at Harvard so I was deciding whether to be a professor or there I was invited to have different positions and I met with him and funnily enough I was so proud that I can be invited to be a professor in this huge big institutions uh, in the world and the one thing he said to me was this is too little for you he said it's too small for you <laughs> i said too small for me what else can i get because you know i am in the academic field i'm not looking for money or power i'm looking for knowledge and like that and so he said you should work with me and i spent many years many many years working with him and did research on Uh, the ancient vedic knowledge from which this comes and yoga and relationship to the body and the mind and physiology and uh, one day he told me uh, you know this knowledge that we have is scientific and um, we want it to be scientifically presented and to be understood and you're a scientist and you have gained so much knowledge in it so i want you to represent me and guide guide this knowledge in this way you know it's so similar to my life because i also uh, attracted my mentor and he saw in me one time i asked him i said why me of all the people in the world why me because i was a very young man at the time and he's so funny he only answered that question one because i never asked him to mentor me it just happened naturally and he said you remind me of myself when i was your age 
Wow. And all I could think about was I was hungry. That's all it was. I was hungry for understanding, knowledge, application of that knowledge. And that led me where he would say, well, one day you're going to be running all of this. And I became the youngest president of a university in the United States because he taught me so many things at 33 years old. So I went from healthcare to education. And you being in the world of education, you understand that's very rare because you have to be an academician many years before they consider you to be a president or a dean of a university. But he saw something in me that I wasn't seeing in myself. And that's what I think your work, yourself, is all about. You see something in all of us that we cannot yet see because we haven't experienced all that you have experienced to get you to that point. It's just an awareness, an application of that awareness, but also the understanding that all of us have that ability, but very few of us ever reach it. I call it living your potential, right? Your highest potential. What is that? And then I found out that you are releasing a brand new book where you actually put many of these concepts in a very simple way for millions of people now to be able to not only understand, but more importantly, begin to apply everything that has taken you a lifetime uh, for you to do. And um, I'm, I'm so excited because when I found out that you were actually doing this book, it made me very happy because me being an author, and you know the importance of being an author, um, it's a medium that impacts the lives of millions of people. And of course, this, this book is going to have some great uh, components to it that people are going to benefit when they purchase it. Um, and I'm going to have, with your permission, I'm going to go ahead and put the link here so everybody can go there and actually uh, get it. I can't wait to get my copy because I know it hasn't been released yet, but one actually it was released yesterday oh, oh perfect because yeah. i've been traveling i'm with my mom here in florida so i haven't really been connected but one unbounded ocean of consciousness simple answers to life's biggest questions so what do you attempt to create for the reader in this book what's your hope that when we pick up this book and we go through these pages and we learn all that knowledge and understanding and application of that understanding what's your hope by the time i finish that book what is your hope and what is your promise to me as a reader my hope is you will say at the end oh now i know now i understand now i know what is the physical what is the material what is the spiritual what is consciousness i know why there is freedom what is responsibility I know where I'm going. I know where I came from. Uh, I know the possibilities that are open to me. And my world is no more a mystery. It's now a reality that I can really uh, feel comfortable with, feel happy with. And I know the possibilities are great and that I can be a master of my destiny. And I know also that we as a human race, we have a responsibility that um, either we can make our life go in a fabulous direction and reach uh, highest uh, peaks of achievement, or we can also uh, take it in a different way. And therefore, there is, there is choice and freedom and responsibility 
one can also understand, you know, why there is suffering, where does evil come from, uh, and many different smaller and bigger things that we ask ourselves, and now are in a framework, in a paradigm that puts them in a simple way together to give us a sense of understanding and also to inspire us to do uh, the right things because there is a reason for that and create a better world and a better life for ourselves and the people we love. So on the level of knowledge and understanding, this is where this is. is. It's, it was, you know, as you beautifully said, it is my life experience and I thought I should share it. And it is there in this book. And um, there are, of course, different technologies of consciousness, uh, transcendental meditation and others that are described and their importance in growing and developing oneself in these uh, fields of life. Well, you know, I really think that this could be the greatest present that humanity can receive right now. Um, I, I'm, I'm experiencing because of my work in the media and, and my reach to a lot of people, I experience every single day the, the frustration, the lack of hope, you know, and, and when you bring in answers to a problem, it gives you hope. It makes me recognize that, you know what, first of all, I'm not alone in this. Number two, this is something that is meant to be part of my life. And now what I get out of it is really up to me. And, and, you know, and with your knowledge and understanding, that's what you've been teaching us for so many years, is to keep looking for those lessons that are part of our journey, not to reject or not to, uh, for whatever reason, feel like we're being punished by the universe whenever challenges happen our way. We know that these are gifts in disguise because we don't grow in comfortable times. And I wish I could tell you that we grow in comfortable times, but... I know in my life, my biggest defining moments came from suffering, from challenges, from pain, from betrayal, from those kind of emotions that none of us wish on ourselves, but they're actually were the ones that allow me to be who I am today. So with this book, what I'm excited about, and I'm, as soon as I finish, I'm going to order my copy because I've been waiting for this. I thought, and I thought I maybe understood that it was being released tomorrow, but that's okay because I'm getting it right now. And for those of you that are listening, look, you've been part of my life for many years. And if I can tell you that there's a gift you can give yourself right now, is to click on this link, get it for you, but go beyond that. Get it for everyone you love. Because right now, maybe one page, maybe one sentence in that book can change the life of a loved one. And that's what I have found from books. That's why I'm such a reader and that's why I love writing books because I know the power of a book. And uh, Dr. Nader, I just want to tell you that uh, I'm very grateful for this time that we had together. Uh, I'm very grateful that the fact that you actually have the courage and the vulnerability to put your life works out there in this amazing book that you just released. Uh, because I know that that's not an easy process, but I also know that it's a process that can impact the lives of so many. And then I hope for you, the, the listener right now, is that you make a decision. You know, you no longer have to be in a position of pain and suffering and challenges. You begin to understand the awareness that Dr. Nader is sharing with you. So you realize that all of this is part of your journey. And as long as you can embrace that, you will come out of it much better 
And, but in order for you to get to that point, you have to get to you and find some of these techniques that he's going to share with you, apply some of this uh, understanding that he has developed over the years by the wisdom of others. And more importantly, the encouragement to let you know that you are worth it. Because many of us feel right now that nobody really cares. You know, this isolation has really been a, a very difficult thing for most humanity because as human beings, we're not meant to be isolated. We're meant to be connected. And that connection is not only with ourselves. That connection is with our inner selves. And, you know, it's so funny, Dr. Nader, I often refer to you as somebody that it reminds me. Every time I talk to you, I read you, I, I listen to you, I realize that you remind me that I need to start paying attention more to my inner voice than my outer voices because my outer voices are taking me and others to paths that no longer make sense. And they're distracting us from what I call our purpose. Uh, and I know that this book is gonna not only help millions of people, but also I know it's gonna help me and I can't wait to get it. So in closing, if there's one thing, one thing that you would like our viewers, our listeners to think about, what would that be during this time of change? Not only you are not alone, but you are one with everything. That is the true ultimate truth. And by knowing yourself, you will be so full of hope and feeling of greatness and power and intelligence that you can really feel you can change the world and we can change the world. Uh, listen to Dr. Fabricio. This is, he is really a wise person. His programs are programs of knowledge and inspiration. A deep true seeker of truth who wants to spread the truth and raise life uh, everywhere. So I'm feeling great gratitude that I'm with you and that together all of us, the listeners and all who join hand in transforming life to make it what it really should be, our birthright to live fullness of life is truly available and at hand. So thank you really very much and wishing you all the best. Well, thank you so much for that. And, uh, and I wish you the same for you and your family. For those of you that are listening, I want you to do a couple of things for me. Number one is I want you to click on this link and get the book. I know that you're gonna be able to uh, get it immediately, it's an ebook, so that way you can go ahead and get it, begin to read it, and remember to begin to apply the knowledge within it. That's where you see the transformation and the transcendence. Number two, I want you to share that. I want you to share this link, share this with everybody. I'm gonna actually post this right now, so you will have access to this video. Share this video, share this link with everyone that you know, because right now, there's no better gift, there's no better present that you can give yourself and others than the fact that people can actually benefit from this information. And remember, you have one of the highest authorities, not only in the world of science, but on the world of transcendental meditation, sharing what that journey was like and simplifying it so you can implement it today. Today, right now, this moment, can actually be a transcendence moment if you choose to. So Dr. Nader, thank you so much again. God bless you and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.